0: All right. Welcome back to Stand Strong in the Word podcast. Jason Jimenez with you. As always, so glad that you are tuning into another episode. And as always, if you've missed anything from the past, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to iTunes, you can go to StandStrongMinistries.org, click on podcasts, which is right up on the top of the, of the site. And there are study notes for you to use as you further your study through this chronological teaching of the gospel account. So so far this has been just amazing time. I'm now just going into my own personal time into Matthew chapter 7, but today we're going to be picking things up in Matthew chapter 6 and we're we're going to be talking about not showing off when we give and we're going to just be looking at four key verses in Matthew chapter 6. If you missed last podcast, which was number 30, this is now number 31. Last podcast the question was, can people Can they pick out, can they know if you are in fact a Christian? How do they know that? Do they see your fruit? Do they see your witness? And of course, we're talking about being salt and light in fulfilling the laws according to what Jesus had laid out in the previous chapter of Matthew chapter five. So now we're going to be focusing on righteousness and giving and focusing on prayer and fasting in this chapter. And this is a very rich and powerful chapter. So I don't want you to miss this. So please, if you're hearing this podcast for the first time, or you've listened to all of them up to this point, thank you for doing that. My heart is really, this is just my time uh, with you. And some of you guys I've gotten to meet and talk, talk to, I'm so appreciative of so many of my donors and, and, and friends and. I just want to just let you know that this is really just a one-on-one time to have as we open God's word and study it. So whether you do this in your car, you download it, you're listening to it at your home or on your computer at work, whatever the case may be, I just pray that this is a blessing to you. Uh, as I mentioned to you before, I mentioned to you again, this is me just opening my heart to God's word and letting the Holy Spirit teach me and then through that wanting to fellowship with you and teach you the the Word of God. So this is my own devotional time when I prep and I pray in the morning and then I put my notes together and I pray through and I do some study and then I just kind of build an outline, kind of a simple outline. So a lot of this stuff is I do definitely go through, But there's so much more stuff I would love to put into the notes for the podcast, but because of limited time, I just kind of give you guys an outline. So again, I want it to be a blessing to you as it's been a blessing to me. So as I mentioned before, Jesus right away jumps in the next chapter in his Sermon on the Mount. Again, takes 10 minutes tops to read through this sermon. So it was a very powerful, short, dynamic sermon that Jesus gives, and he's going to talk about righteousness. And like I mentioned before, those three key areas, giving, praying, and fasting in this chapter. So the next few podcasts are going to be covering those issues. Now, I want to say that these are three major areas of any Christian's life that need to be fruitful. Okay. They need to be done in love to God, not for yourself and not just for the person that you give to, though that is a part, right? Uh, of the Christian walk is we are to love one another. We are to give and we're to serve one another, but not in placement of God. God comes first and through that love for God, as God loves us, we will love others. So let me just kind of read through this, this passage in Matthew chapter six. And hopefully as we're going through Matthew chapter six, verses one through four, just again, really Short verses, but it's so so powerful. I want you to ask yourself this question right away: Do you give? Now you may be thinking, "Well, what does that mean?" Like, yeah, I, I mean, I give some tithe, and you know, I, I give and help out here and there. But I'm saying, how intentional? How 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 much joy do you have in what you do give currently, right now, in your life? If you were to look at yes, tithing to your local church. You say, well, I get my 10% boom, I'm good. And I move on. No, I'm really challenging you. And the reason I, I say that is because I've been challenged through the years. I'm not just a natural giver. I will, I will totally admit that, you know, I'm kind of reserved. My wife is far more giving than than me. My in-laws are amazing givers. Their generosity has been so moving to me in my life through the years. And I see my children now and how they give, and I'm so thankful for that. And so it, as we're looking at this passage, I don't want you to have just some kind of guilt trip. And because you don't give as much as you should, that you feel ashamed of yourself and that you're a loser Christian, uh, and, and and then and then out of compulsion or, or or to try to atone for that, that you go out there and sell your possessions and things like that. I mean, don't go crazy nuts. But what I am saying is, as we're looking at this passage, don't just say, hey, another podcast, another kind of little sermon teaching and kind of moving on and you know, highlight some stuff and underline some key points and hopefully try to, you know, instruct yourself better or imply or, you know, uh, make some application. Those are all good things. But what I want you to do is look at your heart. And are you a giver? And when you do give, why? What's the purpose? What's the motive behind it? That's what we're going to be talking about. Giving not just to the needy, but giving with a generous heart. And so that is our prayer. So let me Start reading in Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And as always, kind of take out some key phrases that Jesus used and put in proper context so that we can apply it in our lives. So Matthew 6, verse 1 says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So there it is. Those are the only things that Jesus says In the Sermon on the Mount about giving. But man, there is so much there. So let's jump right into it. And let's look at the first thing here in chapter 1, verse 6. Notice that Jesus says here, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. Now remember, if you jump back to chapter 5, You will see they talked about the last things he was talking about is not murdering, not having anger in your heart, not having lust in your heart, letting your word be what it is. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, being salt and light. And so now he's applying the righteousness aspect of it and and as a giver, because remember actions, you will see that when you're living a righteous life. Now, righteousness, you will have sincerity when it's truly from God. It doesn't come from us. We are not right in and of ourselves. There is no righteousness that you and I possess. The moment we flaunt our righteousness, that is a self-righteousness. That's not a righteousness that comes from God because it's about us. It's not about God. So when we are living out our faith and we're becoming more like Jesus, we are to remain humble and devoted to God. That's what Jesus says right out the gate. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. We don't do things. We don't give so that we can receive something in return and have that kind of a benefit. That's greediness. There's a motive there, which means that my intent is not to give lovingly. And out of the kindness of my heart, I'm giving because my motive behind is to gain something greater. So it's really about me and not about the person I'm giving to. For then he says, you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven God wants his children to be sincere in living out the righteousness he gave them, not to be ostentatious before others. Living for Christ, and my friend, I want you to catch this. This is very important. When you and I live for Christ, it's never to be about ourselves. It's not about showing off ourselves to others. It's not about showing them how great we think we are. Or looking for flattering words to come from them. Oh, man, you know, Jason, you're so righteous. You're just so cool. Not like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles put righteous. But, you know, you're so amazing, man. I just, you know, I just love spending time with you. You're so godly, so awesome, so smart, so talented. You know, when you and I flaunt ourselves to get those type of flattering words, that's not worship before the Lord. That's not demonstrating His righteousness that is in your life. Christianity, at the heart of Christianity, is about showing off what Christ has done for us. It's about declaring how great He is. Now, I'm going to give you two verses to put this in context from what Jesus says here in Matthew 6, 1, that you're not to be practicing your righteousness before other people and not receiving any reward from your Father as a result. Paul puts it like this in Romans 12, verse 3. He says, For by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think more highly of himself and of his importance and ability than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. Elsewhere, Paul says in Galatians 6, 3 says, for if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So, what Paul's saying is Again, in conjunction, with what Jesus is saying is, don't think of yourself as something greater than you really are. The focus is not to be on ourselves, because ultimately, he says here in Galatians six three, if you think of yourself as something when you're really nothing, again, that's not meaning Paul's not saying you're you're a loser or you're pathetic when you think you're you're a hero. He's not saying it like that. He's saying you're deceiving yourself if you think what you have and who you are is because of your own adequacy and not relying on the sufficiency of Christ. That's what he's saying. Now, when you look at verses two through four now, this is, so when we go from sincerity, now we have to look at generosity. So if we're sincere in our righteousness, we will be sincere in our giving. He says in verse two, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet. Giving is not meant to be a public spectacle. That's the bottom line about giving. If one of the first things you and I see about a standard of giving is not to be a public spectacle. Our intent is about giving because there's a need, and we are thankful and grateful and humble to meet such a need. One in, so when someone gives out of the extension of their heart, when they're sympathetic, that is God moving through that person. Now let's let's look at the phrase when he says sound no trumpet what was jesus implying there here in matthew 6 2 about not sounding a trumpet so this terminology to announce by blowing trumpets was possibly a reference to the noisy manner in which offerings were tossed into the 13 trumpet shaped chests in the temple you see the gifts given quote quote unquote, in secret may have been a reference to this chamber of secrets that was in the temple where according to the mishnah devout people gave their gifts in secret. So in essence, what Jesus was saying here, when he says, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet, he's saying, we're not going to make a public spectacle about this. We're not going to blow the trumpets and, and and make noise. So people see, man, all that noise, it just keeps dropping into these chests. It just shows how much well, how much wealth this person has and how, how big of a heart they have and how much they just love people and they just keep giving. This is incredible. No, that person ultimately thinks they're the gift that's how wonderful they are the possessions that they possess obviously they're handing over they think look i'm releasing this when in fact if you go back and you and you see throughout the sermon on the Mount, this intent of the heart and we're gonna be talking about later on about storing treasures on in heaven not on earth this is the focal point when people give publicly and they want accolades they want recognition that's not about storing treasures in heaven That's not about advancing God's kingdom. That's advancing your own greed and your selfishness that you're so absorbed in thinking that, you know, I have these possessions and I am sympathetic enough of the needs around me that I'm going to give just a tiny little bit to those that are in need. That's not a love that Christ is telling us to have here. He's telling us to have a love that says, you know what? I have blessed you. Go be a blessing to other people. So we know publicly what Jesus is saying here. Bottom line is, don't make a public spectacle, just like prayer and fasting. Don't do it in public. And, and again, the last thing I want to say on this is, as we look to the other thing is, it's not to say that when you do give, that, that you're trying to prevent from people finding out. That's, that's not the whole focus here. The, it's the intent of why you gave in the first place. So let's let's make sure we don't get legalistic and say, well, did people know about you giving that? And you're like, well, yeah. He says, well, see, you were just tooting your own horn. You weren't really giving out of love. You know, is your heart really generous? We don't want to go down that road. Again, you have to become self-righteous as we're talking about. Now, verse two, they may be praised by others. See, giving, as I mentioned before, is not about the one who gives, but about the one who receives the gift. The focus isn't on... You, the giver, the focus should be on the one who receives the gift. We are to give out of the kindness of our heart. So I ask you, my friend, do you give out of the kindness of your heart? When you do give and when you have given in the past, and when you plan on giving something tomorrow or today in the near future, just remember before you do, what is your intent? What is the motive in you giving? Is it about you or is it about the one who's going to receive the gift? Now notice what what, what Jesus says here in verse 2. At the end of this, he says, Hey, if you do give publicly making noise and you are seeking the praise of others, you've received your reward because here it says, literally this is what it, this is what it means. You have received your gift in full, meaning your reward, which is the gift is the reward that God gives you is already been done in full here on earth. And we'll be talking about that later on because that's storing treasures on earth because you're all about earthly things and not about heavenly things. Wrong intentions about giving comes from man's approval. And that is the reward, which was the focus and custom of the time. See, so what was happening in the temple and worship was it was a spectacle. People came out to see who was going to give and how much they were going to give so the focus wasn't really on the people who needed those resources to survive. If you go back to Ananias and Sapphira in the early church in Acts 5, verses 1-11, through 11, you see that. They sold their possessions, they kept some, and they pretended like they gave everything to the church to help the church. Barclay, in his commentary, he writes, quote, "...to give alms and to be righteous were one and the same thing. To give alms was to gain merit in the sight of God and was even to win atonement and forgiveness for past sins." End quote. And we know in history, later on, the Catholic Church would build off of this technique and this custom that Jesus was publicly rebuking in the Sermon on the Mount. And then in verse four, it says, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret. So the last phrase we're going to look at as we conclude this podcast is what D, what Jesus is saying about the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. It's almost to say that the giver is so consumed by giving that he or she forgets what they gave. You see, it's just a way of life to them. Now, I'm not saying, and again, as I run a nonprofit, that, you know, we got to file a 990, that, you know, we give people statements of what they've given for their tax returns. You know, we're a 501c3, so we're tax exempt, so people can... Can ride that off and they're giving, you know, at the end of the year. That's not Jesus isn't saying, like, hey, you're not to record those kind of things. The point is, again, because it's always focusing back on the intent. People who give regularly, who give generously, who focus on the needs around them, at some point in their life, they're just they're not just always like they don't toot their own horn. They don't go around saying, Well, I've given this, I've given that. Look at me, how awesome I am. Giving is not done publicly for attention. It's done privately without mention. That's key. Let me say that again. Giving is not to be done publicly for attention, but it is to be done privately without mention. This is applicable to the heart of giving, not restricting any or all public appreciation for one's generosity. Again, a good example of this in scripture is Barnabas in Acts 4, 34 through 37. Remember Barnabas, he sold his possessions and he gave to the needs of the church. He says, here, church, God has been a blessing to me. He's given me so much. And there's so many people who who are in need and I have plenty. I don't need all of this. I'm grateful for it. But it means so much more by giving so other people can have something in return. A bad example, as I mentioned, was Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5. So you see, the bottom line is when you and I look at our intent, when we look at what God has given us and when we do give, the father who sees us in secret will reward you and he will reward me. God is always looking upon his children. He knows our thoughts. He knows our deeds, my friend. Proverbs 15 verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. Job thirty four twenty one: For his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all of his doings. What these scriptures are saying is that God sees our heart. He knows the intentions of our heart. He knows our thoughts. He sees the deeds. He sees our actions. And what Christ is concerned about, what he's saying here in Matthew 6, and what we're seeing with all these scriptures, my friend, and you and I are looking at our lives today here in 2017, is do we have a heart of giving? Is God pleased with how you and I live our lives? Are we stingy? Because here's the amazing thing. The more you and I give, even sometimes you think, well, I can't, I can't afford that. I can't afford to give. I'd like to give more, but I don't, if I do, then how am I going to pay for this? Or how am I going to store up, you know, savings over there? And what about medical expenses? I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. And it's, sometimes it is a struggle, but I will tell you this, and I can't explain it. I really can't. I know it's just a miracle. God in his way of how he operates in the world, when you and I give, the kindness of a heart. Sometimes you and I write that check and we don't know how we're going to pay for it or we lose our job, but we still keep tithing to our local church and to ministries, you know, that you support that do mission work or like Stand Strong Ministries here. God will bless you. He will bless you. I I remember many times in our life, my wife and I have write a check to someone and we're thinking, man, well, we need this money. Or, you know, somebody hasn't written a check like this for us in quite some time. Why are we doing it for this person? And you can make these excuses, but you know what? You just give because God gives you that heart to give and you, you don't, you're just convicted. So you respond and you know what? God then in return gives more abundantly back to you. I'll never forget. There was a time we wrote, you know, a pretty sizable check, I guess, you know, and, and, and standards to ours, you know, standard of living, you know, maybe not to other people. And I just remembered, and I'll just be honest. I just didn't want to do it. I was stingy. I was being selfish. I was not walking in faith. I certainly did not have a kind heart. I thank the Lord for my wife, who was one that brought it to my attention and says, we need to do this. And of course, you know, we were praying about it, but man, I was just was withholding this. I did not want to do it. And I remember even looking at passages like this in Matthew 6 and looking at passages about generously, you know, giving of the, the things that we have in Second Corinthians chapter 9, etc., and I was convicted. and I knew we needed to do it. And I finally, you know, kind of did it, you know, but man, I just was not, I'll tell you, I was not uh, pleased to say the least. Well, you know what, my friend and how ashamed I was, but man, how blessed and humbled I was in return the day in which my wife and I did that to meet a need for someone in the ministry, that same day, God had led someone to give more than what we gave to us. That's what God, that's what God does. That's what the Lord does. May he be a blessing to you as you are a blessing to other people. I love you, my friend, and I will see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening and keep standing strong in the word of God.